Don't the facts prove evolution is true? Hi, it's Calvin Smith here. Welcome to Creation Basics, where our goal is to make God's creation part of your everyday conversation. Now, today's question, do the facts for evolution really speak for themselves? You know, my wife and I like a good mystery show, and even though I try, <laughs> she always seems to figure out, you know, who done it way before I do. My predictions, um, they're often pretty bad <laughs> because at times it it often depends on, you know, how they, they present or misrepresent the evidence, and she's just way better at guessing this kind of stuff. So, you know, guessing the writer's intent, I guess, and solving the mystery. So now this idea of representing facts, it has a direct link actually to the creation evolution controversy. And yes, there still is one, even though many evolution represented as, you know, well, it's an open and shut case with evolution's the unquestionable winner. We don't have to argue about it anymore because they say, well, the facts speak for themselves. But have you ever wondered why a court system employs both a defense attorney and a prosecutor for every case? It's because the evidence doesn't speak for itself. You see, the prosecution and defense see the same evidence, but they tell different stories based on the same facts, even though they didn't observe the incident happen, the crime. The showroom in the, in the courtroom is basically a battle of interpretations. The origins controversy is much the same. Each side is looking at the same facts and interpreting them as evidence to come up with the most convincing interpretation for their side. And as I mentioned, evolutionists often appeal to science. But what is science and what role does it actually play? Well, science refers to a process about how we come to learn about the natural world and can be basically divided into two basic categories. Operational science employs experimentation to verify ideas that are observable, they're repeatable, they're testable. And if a scientist you know, pours vinegar into a paper mache volcano filled with baking soda, well, the volcano erupts with fizzy lava. And this happens every time, no matter how many times they repeat the experiment and no matter you know, what philosophical worldview they hold to. However, not all science is operational science. While operational science focuses on what we can observe in the present, historical science uses processes to observe facts in the present to figure out what happened in the unobservable past. But all those conclusions are dependent on the, the, the people's interpretations, their assumptions, and their presuppositions. Presuppositions refer to a kind of a belief uh, that you have about something before you even look at the situation. Sometimes you're not even aware that you have presuppositions. Other times they're imposed on them because of the circumstances. I mean, a prosecutor's job is to interpret all of the facts that they see proving that the defendant's guilty, so they operate under that presupposition. So the way any person, even the most objective scientist, interprets evidence is based on their presuppositions or their worldview. So to explore the differences between these two types of science, Let's consider Exhibit A, rock layers in the Grand Canyon. So let's say two geologists, a creationist, and, observe, and, a, and an evolutionist go there. They're observing the same facts. They can observe rock layers in the canyon. They can employ operational science to determine things like the, the type of rock in each layer and the minerals inside them, etc. There's no arguing between them because they're using operational science. Well, what happened in the past to get these rocks to this point? Well, you can't travel back in time using a time machine, so you've got to make some educated guesses. An evolutionist might reach the conclusion that the, you know, over millions of years, water slowly carved through the layers of sediment that had been gradually deposited, while the creationist concludes, well, this is the result of catastrophic flood. The layers of sediment formed rapidly, and before they hardened, well, water cut the canyon quickly. Same facts. The results of observational science experiments are the same. 
but the two scientists walk away with different interpretations of the past because of different presuppositions about the rates of the geologic processes that might have occurred. So if the facts are the same for both creation and evolution, how can anyone know which to believe? Well, in many courtroom cases, of course, we've got eyewitness testimony who were present when the event occurred. And that usually shifts the balance with a jury. Evolutionists and creationists agree that mankind uh, you know, wasn't present to witness the origin of the universe. But unlike evolutionists, creationists point to the eyewitness account of the one who was there, the revelation of a holy God whose testimony is infallible. So, do the facts for evolution really speak for themselves? No. Facts are always interpreted, and um, there are as many facts for creation as there are for evolution. <laughs>